0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beaubout, and today we are talking with Lynn Graham of Lynn Graham Designs on why you should be joining a larger organization. Lynn is the president of the NACE Boston chapter. She has won member of the year. She's won the Spirit of NACE, the Rising Star Award recipient, and also the Diversity and Inclusivity Program of the Year winner at NACE National 2021. So... What haven't you done with NACE, for one thing? And uh, before, before we get into the podcast, I do want to toss this out. Uh, this one's going to be explicit. So if you got little kids in the car or something like that, you might put some headphones on because we're probably going to cuss. Uh, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> shots fired. All right, let's get after it. Lynn, how you doing?
1: Hi, Philip. Thank you so much for having me. And well, I feel so like now I know how to say your last name.
0: Yes, it is. It is very confusing. You, you'd be surprised how many photographers I've worked with that we've worked together for like months. And then they are like, oh my God, I had no idea how to say your last name. Everything has get all fancy.
1: Say it again.
0: It's be about.
1: Be about. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: be about. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing crazy. I did have a guy. Uh, so I have a really weird background. My background isn't in um, the arts whatsoever. And I was getting a... Uh, uh, it's called a TSP, the top secret clearance with a polygraph with the FBI. And the guy that was doing my investigation, uh, he called one of my buddies. It was like, oh, I'm looking for special agent Bobut. And my buddy just lost it. Like he just lost it on the phone. And the guy was like, if you're not going to take this serious, blah, blah, blah. And Ryan was like, how am I supposed to take it serious when you're calling somebody Bobut?
1: <laughs> like, we need a whole episode about your, b- your background now that you've had an FBI polygraph. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Polygraphs are interesting. I mean, they're all garbage, but they're (laughs) completely inadmissible in court. But that's beside the point. There's just the the polygraph is just there to make you uh, tell the truth because you think that the polygraph is going to do something and it doesn't.
1: It doesn't. It just raises your like blood pressure and stress. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're you're just under the assumption that, you know, oh, my God, it's going to catch something. So let me be honest.
1: That is so, so interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you sit on a like I, I, you sit on a pressure plate. So if your weight shifts, they think that you're being deceptive. Maybe you just have gas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's no there's no rhyme or reason to this stuff. The guy literally put this thing on my finger and was like, it measures. Uh, he said your body's like a skunk, and if you start to lie, you emit like a pheromone, and this thing reads the pheromone. And I was like, dude, that's some bullshit. I know that's a pulse ox. Like I was, I worked in the medical field. Like I know that that's just so he was a lying pulse to you? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely.
1: This is crazy to <laughs> It
0: was just ridiculous. I was at the, uh, it was the FBI's field office in San Diego when I did all that.
1: This so. is crazy. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was way back in the day. That was before I started working in nuclear. Man, I'm young and just got out of college. All right, let's get back on track with weddings.
1: <laughs> That's going to be another podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of useless stories. Um, so let's let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in the wedding industry?
1: This is really a good story because because you've never heard it, and I like how you call it my an origin story because I call it that too. I. Graduated with a degree in advertising, the creative side of it, from Boston University. And Mm then, yeah, and then I worked in personal ads. So I used to paginate personal ads, and some people probably don't even know what those are, but those are newspaper ads to try to find um, a partner.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) These kids nowadays, they have correctness. Yeah i'm kidding they have tinder
1: (laughs) well i i literally worked in newspapers so i worked at the phoenix and i would do um i guess before what match.com and eHarmony. there were different websites that you could find dates on and i would place those ads and after that i worked in newspapers for movie advertising. So I would help put movie ads in newspapers. And then as we all know, I love to work in the dying art of paper. <laughs> so I continued that on. And while I was working at the job and advertising for movies, I got laid off. And that was around the time that I was engaged. So I'd already basically, you know, Planned and printed half of my wedding at the office. So when I was laid off, I was like, "All right, fine. I'll finish this off on my own." And that, thus, was my first wedding invitation job. And I think I'd always wanted to do that instead of advertising, just because I didn't really want to answer to anyone else or sit in the cube. I wanted to run my own thing, and I had a passion for stationery and weddings. And I was getting married myself, so that was kind of the exciting planning part and. You know, once you're done planning your own wedding, you can continue it on if you have a job in stationery. So that's how it started. So, it, you know, just like with COVID, my job came from an awful layoff. I think that was the year that it was a huge recession when I graduated. 2008. Yeah. So yeah, that's
0: right when I graduated college. It was a great, great year to graduate college. <laughs> I went and worked at a plumbing company. It's a great day at ARS Rescue Reader. How can I rescue you today? Yeah. <laughs> So let's back up a little bit, though, to the personal ads, because um, I am old enough to remember personal ads. So I I do, I like, I remember seeing those in the paper. What, um, give me a good one.
1: So I couldn't. We didn't
0: mark this one explicit for nothing.
1: <laughs> I didn't have time to read them all. Like, my job was mm. just to flow them in so that we could fit as many as possible. So it was more about cramming the quantity in, but. Um, a couple people did work downstairs and that was the ad office where you could place an ad in person. So we had, you know, escorts, P- people come in and, you know, this is what I want to write in my ad. It was really interesting. It was a g- it was a great place to work. I mean, I don't yeah, that's know. It's a
0: great place of people watch.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Phoenix at all our stuff at night, but I would have to say that was one of my best jobs ever. The people there are amazing it was so yeah.
0: sad when it went away. Yeah, I was in Southern California during that that time. So mm-hmm. we didn't come out here until 2015. I just I did my masters at, at BU, so I did all my graduate oh, work there. Yay. Um but uh, yeah, no, I mean I I remember the days prior to like match e-harmony and you know i joke with people all the time because what you know obviously in the wedding industry everybody was like how did you meet britney and you'll listen to people talk about like how swiping right was the best thing i ever did <laughs> right? and that's right you know it's right wrong or indifferent like i care less about how somebody meets somebody but um i always tell them like how to do it the old-fashioned way i was blitzed at a bar <laughs> and i walked up to her <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: That's how that worked back then. <laughs> so.
1: Or I like to say that my husband used to call me in college and I didn't know he was calling. Like we didn't have caller ID back then. Yeah. Yeah. So I would make my roommate pick up the phone every time so she could screen my call. <laughs>
0: Yeah, God, we're we're making ourselves sound real old. now. I know. All these people listening are like, "What the hell are they talking about?" We mean to know what they. We mean you couldn't Facetime. Yeah, you had to call into a radio station and ask them to play a song.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, they it would have to call in. You yeah, you would have to call in to place the personal ad too. Like people weren't really emailing then, so you would call in, and then the person on the other line would shorten what your message would be with like Single Light field bill SWF, just because you're paying per, I can't remember if it's per word or per letter. So that's why you're trying to get it so condensed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So looking for love as a title was out of the question. You're like, no, no, it's like
1: $300. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, So what, so you go into design, Mm -hmm. you, you start Lynn Graham designs, you got your own little company running. So what, what motivated you, to get into a group like NACE. And now that I'm asking that, why don't why don't the break this up into two parts? Could you explain to the listeners what NACE is and then kind of go into like what motivated you to to go into to kind of find find that group?
1: Okay. So, the funny thing is I've never been a group or club type of person. I've never done that in college. I mean a little in high school but mostly to get into college. So this was totally new to me, but there're just so many outlets that when you start a business, there's wedding wire, there's at the time there was a couple blogs out. There's obviously magazines that are way too expensive to advertise in. And for me I just wanted to know people who were already in it so I could get their advice on how to start. So I actually reached out to my the the catering manager at the Weston Copley, which is where I got married. And she'd obviously moved on to another hotel by that time. But I found her and I said, hey, can you tell me how I'm going to get my business started? I brought in what I had for my current portfolio at the time. I had made some mock invitations or invitations for friends. She was like, Lynn, you have to go to NACE, which is the National Association for Catering and Events. A long time ago, it was the National Association for catering executives. So it was a little bit more scaled to hotels and on and off premise caterers. But they've since changed and they were accepting all different professionals. So at the time they were accepting photographers, videographers, florists, entertainment. And she was just like, I just want you to try this out. It's going to be really intimidating. I'm going to bring you to your first meeting as a guest. And I just wanted you to meet some people. And I remember my first meeting was at the Bloomingdale's in Chestnut Hill, kind of a strange venue for a wedding event. But I went and I met so many amazing wedding vendors. And I met my current mentor there. She was another stationer, a fellow stationer, a perfect person to meet for someone who's trying to start out as a stationer. So it was perfect. And Nace is It's an educational and networking group we meet monthly. It's a national organization, so you'll find one in most areas in the United States. Um, We were the New England chapter. Now we're the Boston chapter because the main chapter has started their own. Um, But it just takes everyone that's part of your industry in your area and gives them a reason to gather once a month. And to me, it's not just work. Networking, It's advertising yourself. And I like to say it's commiserating with other people because when you work for yourself, you can only bitch to your family <laughs> so That's much. Fair.
0: That's very true. And My if, wife gets sick of that shit too.
1: Exactly. <laughs> if you don't have an office mate, you are just ca- stuck in your own head. So it is nice to go I'm out. I'm literally
0: and- <laughs> stuck in the basement right now. Yes. <laughs>
1: He is. I can see where Philip she is and he looks it. like yeah, just sitting he took, in the basement. Yeah, I thought you took the FBI te- polygraph test like moments before.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because all the walls are concrete behind me. That's yeah. right. It's like a yeah. <clears throat> so so you start to go to these events. You're going to the monthly meetings, that kind of stuff. And I don't if people weren't paying attention here at the beginning. Lynn's the president of the Boston chapter. So what what started to move you in that direction?
1: So that's a really good question. You ask really good questions, Philip. Um, Thank you. Because when I started out, along with all the other modes of advertising, there are a lot of groups, too. There's MPI, Meeting Professionals International, ILEA, International Live Events Association. There's Boston Wedding Group, um, BNI which I think is just general business networking. So, I really had to see which one I wanted to belong to, so I kind of shopped around. So, I went alone sometimes. Well, um, I think once or twice you I make found it a sound friend. so
0: dangerous. You make
1: it sound like it's dangerous going
0: to go to meeting.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't know any at nobody at I had no one to know at that point because I had just started out, and I had just gotten married, so I just really didn't know anyone. So I went alone. It was really scary. I went to Ilea. I think I went to BWG. And you're just standing there all alone. And, you know, I met a lot of people, and it kind of forced me to get out of my shell. And I finally met this one florist, and I knew that she was in Boston Weddings Magazine a lot. So I wanted to ask her, like, how is this group versus advertising like I find advertising to be very expensive should I join this group and she was like Lynn advertising is expensive I think you should join one of these groups don't do don't do the method where you're just going to drop in once in a while because if you just drop into ILEA you just drop into MPI once in a while you're just going when you want to go So that means you're probably going to go a couple times a year or maybe to a venue that you kind of like. When you're paying for that full membership, you're giving yourself that accountability. It's like, if I'm paying for the annual membership, of course I'm going to tell myself to go every month. And that's what I did, and that's what she suggested I did do. Because she was like, nobody's ever going to remember that you're the new stationer if you don't show your face every meeting. They have to remember who you are. And so I kind of inserted, I like to say that I inserted myself into NACE. I really did. I very. No one believes in now, but I used to be very awkward and shy. And actually, no, you can ask a lot of people when I first started NACE. I was very awkward and shy and very, very quiet. And I forced myself to go every month and meet new people. And slowly I got out of my shell. And especially when they asked me to join the board, that's when I really ramp things up and that's when everyone knew I was going to be a presence that stayed. Cause that's another thing. Like you can join NACE for a year, but then fall off the map. If you're joining, you're continuously going, that means you want to run a serious business. So being a member and doing that shows other professionals, your legitimacy and like your dedication.
0: No, it's actually a really, really good way of putting that. Um, so let's, let's talk. This is actually a really good segue. Now, you had mentioned going consistently mm-hmm. and I think that was, I think one of the best things for me personally, at least was when uh, I met George. So I i can't think of the podcast episode off the top of my head. It's gotta be in the twenties. Um, but meeting George at that meeting was probably when it comes to the group itself, like the best thing that could have happened. Like George was a very good representation of NACE. Like he was, he was very, you know, friendly and like, we didn't know each other. We were just both videographers. So he was like, Oh my God, there's another videographer here. So he, you know, it was, that was, that was what sold me with that. But, um, why could you kind of walk us through what you think are just say two or three of the biggest benefits to joining a group? You know, and I know that we're we're mentioning NACE over and over and over again, and that's you know it's, obviously it's because she's the president and I'm a member, so we're gonna I'm most familiar with NACE, and it's I don't want people to think that you know we're we're discrediting all the other groups and that kind of stuff. I I think that Lynn had a very good uh, a very good like tactical way of going about. You know, she shopped around and she found a group that she liked. So I, I'd recommend that everybody do that, but. Uh so if you hear us saying nace, 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 it's because we're we're both involved with it. So I don't want you, to, you know, I don't want people to get the wrong impression of things. I also
1: belong to Boston <laughs> Wedding Group, too.
0: Yeah, which yeah. is also a super elusive group. Yeah. So for, for those of you that are listening, those those are the types of groups that you need to get into. Because once you're in it, you're in it for life. It's like being in yeah. a mob. There's there's three, just so everybody understands, there's three of every type of vendor, and that's it. Like that's so it's a very uh, elusive, secretive. It's like being part of Spectre with James Bond. Right. That's what I. That's what I like to liken it to. It's like these secret meetings that go on at <laughs> the stateroom.
1: Yeah, all <laughs> depends on what you're looking for. Like they're a little bit smaller, so if you're looking for something more intimate. Um, Ailee is definitely the size of Nace, so it's a little bit bigger. So it's whatever. I mean, I just introduced a friend to BWG, and she belongs to BWG and not Nace. So that's what she found to be most comfortable. So everyone should shop around. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, but I just, you know, but we, we are going to be talking about NACE because it just, it just makes more sense for us, that's all. I just don't want people listening that are part of like ILEA or something else to be like, why are they shitting on all these other groups? And that's no. not at all what we're trying to do.
1: No, I love all the other groups. I go to the other groups. If anything, I wish I could belong to all of them and be on all their boards. But, um, I, I mean, I, maybe I will be on the ILEA board after my presidency of NACE. Like, that's how much I love all the groups but I just chose NACE to be my first one. And maybe, maybe that's the answer to your first question. Um, joining a group, one of the most beneficial things to me is meeting new people. You never know who you're going to meet, who's going to bring you that amazing opportunity or that first opportunity or that opportunity that's going to last a lifetime if, you know, if you're their videographer for everything. And I mean, it didn't happen to me at NACE. It happened to me somewhere else. I was doing, somebody asked me to just pose in an art installation. So friends and I just went and we posed for free. We thought we were going to get free drinks. And I actually met the Um, One of the event producers at the Boston Public Library, the catered affair of the Boston Public Library, and that was one of my Mm -hmm. first biggest weddings. So that's
0: really cool. I was about to get real inappropriate with the whole uh, posing for art. I (laughs) decided to keep my mouth shut. I was like, "Oh, where is this going right
1: now?" (laughs) But I just find that whenever I kind of get out of my element, get out of my office, get out of my house. And force myself to meet people that's when I learn the most and it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with my job like I mean my husband had spinal surgery a couple of years ago and I just mentioned it and it just so happened that someone else husband had just had the similar surgery and it's a very particular surgery that not a lot of people have so if I hadn't just brought that up and met her out of the blue same thing with you Philip like I mean we don't need to be downers but both are parents have died and minded recently and Philip really helped me out the other day when i was feeling sad it's just talking to anyone about anything i think is helpful and especially yeah. now when we're trying to be more open and inclusive and diverse i've always been but i feel like everyone in the chapter is learning how to do that now too like there yeah. i'm all i'm also since i'm kind of an awkward introvert secretly i love going to networking events and finding that quiet person and just talking to them.
0: Have you seen the meme for the socially awkward penguin?
1: <laughs> no, I should. Where
0: the, the penguin it's, it's red and it's facing one way and then its body <laughs> is blue and it's facing the, it's actually, they got really, it's a really funny, it's a really funny meme. You should, you should check it out. That was back when I would be on Reddit, but I've sworn off all of that stuff nowadays. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think is stopping People from joining one of these groups.
1: I think a lot of people think that they already have enough business and they're getting business from friends, but I don't think they realize the other things that they can learn and other resources that they're missing out on. I'm all about. Yeah, I think a lot. Of, yeah, I'm oh
0: no, all, go ahead. no, no, oh, please sorry. go ahead.
1: I'm all about staying with your tribe, but you never know when you're going to meet that amazing person in your life or in your business that's going to help you even if it's in a small way or a big way I, I love learning <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dork and I love learning so I think a funny story from a colleague is worth more than me than reading a like a textbook or an article about it also I don't think people realize that when you refer someone you really want to get to know their personality. so the only way that you're going to show that is if you do in-person networking you're not going to want to refer someone or book someone if you don't know how they're going to be that day. So.
0: Yeah, I was actually, so in, in one of the other parts, um, what, what I was going to talk about was planners and that kind of stuff. Don't want to work with people that they don't know. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's a big thing with these events. And I think a lot of times people just get really stuck in their ways. Yeah, and since I've been doing this, you know, because I've been doing this, this for so long, and I mean that in the most sarcastic way possible, the um, I've I it's some of the conversations that I've had with people have been really, like really like kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've met some people that refuse to do any weddings off of Cape Cod. They they won't go off Cape for any weddings. I've met I've met people that uh, don't know how to set their white balance on their camera, which is just like, it's like one of those things where you hear somebody say that and you're like, huh? Mm -hmm. Like that's how, (laughs) no wonder your dress is yellow. Uh, But there's, it's just, people get so set in their ways that a lot of the times that's kind of the downfall of their business. Right. Like that's, you know, I mean, you know, I I talked about this with another videographer a couple of weeks ago um, with Kodak, you know, Kodak is a great example. They, they were the world's leader in print film and that kind of stuff. And the digital camera came out and they didn't do anything to adapt. So they just, I mean, who uses Kodak anymore? Like I'm surprised. I mean, they're around, but nobody uses them for much of anything. I mean, how I have Fujifilm sitting over there for my Hasselblad. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't, so yeah, it's crazy at how, beneficial it is to get out of your comfort zone right and in when i worked at the nuclear power plant we had this thing that we we called uh continuous process improvement so you were always thinking about like what can i be doing to make this process better like there was always like what what do you because you you enter into what's called the uh cycle of decline
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: that's, and you, you just go down this like rabbit hole to where you're getting passed by everyone all of a sudden and you just don't see it. And then by the time you do, it's too late. So yeah. And I think, I think being part of an organization helps with that because you can see what your peers are doing in real time mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, that's not a bad idea. It's like yeah, it's like second shooting. I will second shoot or third shoot for these like amazing videographers, you know, we did, I literally did a wedding at the powerhouse on Saturday with this company called LaRev and LaRev, they're just, they're amazing. They're listed in like Harper's Bazaar as like one of the best wedding videographers in the world and that kind of stuff. And the, uh, so of course the event was just crazy. Like, I mean, it was crazy, shaggy. Sang. Was like a friend, yeah no it was, <laughs> it was just this like crazy it was crazy uh but they were like do you want to be our third shooter and a lot of people would hear that and they'd be like no mm-hmm. you know because i know that i'm just going to be the tripod bitch like i'm walking around like with lights and tripods and that yeah. kind of stuff but at the same time i had an eight-hour master class in wedding videography Exactly, because you know, like, why wouldn't I do that? Like, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. but you're right. A lot of people don't go because they don't want to see their peers. They're afraid to see who they're up against. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how to get anyone's mindset out of that. But I, I'm friends with every stationer because, yeah. I mean, look at me and George. Exactly, especially like, especially now since COVID hit, when we need help from our you know, from other people who are doing the same thing. Like I the founder of Boston Wedding Group, Arlene Cronk, she's a stationer and we're friends. And she and I gave each other work during COVID because we were so busy. So you have yeah, to I- kind of let down that guard and be humble and be like, everyone needs to learn no matter how long you've been doing it. Cause if anything you've been the longer you've been doing it, the more set in the way in your ways you've been. Like I'm guaranteed you that stationers are Starting now, they know other programs that I don't, which totally makes me upset. So I need to meet some of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I want to say there's like there's like thirty to forty thousand weddings in New England mm-hmm. every year. So just in our geographical area to say that you're competing against someone else is just insane to me. Right. Like I I just think that that's just so like that's that's ridiculous because mm-hmm. there's there's so much work to go around we all can't do it.
1: Exactly. And everybody's every vendor is different. I I'm not very chill. I'm pretty happy and I think I'm high strong. I'm not sure. I'm pretty <laughs> excited all the time, excitable. So, you know, maybe somebody doesn't want to work with someone like that and they're looking for someone a little bit more chill. So, you know, that's another thing. Like if you're a planner, if you're working in a hotel, and you're about to offer referrals. If you are always offering the same people, that you're not, giving, you're not giving your client the best choices. You have to want them to feel comfortable with whoever they're working with. So you want to get personalities that mesh well. I remember my photographer... Mm-hmm. When I got married, he was great during the meeting, but he had really be- bad bedside manner during that day. Luckily, he had a fantastic second shooter that I loved. But during that day, he really pissed me off. <laughs> I really? mean, How'd
0: the, your pictures come out?
1: I mean, they came out great. But, I mean, he delivered them really late.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: So you never know. That's why you need that in-person contact or that referral from someone who knows them really well. So, when you're referring other NACE members, you know that they've had conversations and hung out with them.
0: Yeah, it's true. And you want to refer your friends. Exactly. That's the other thing. You want to refer people that you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Because your vendors will also want to work harder for you if they're referred to by someone that they work with a lot. They don't want to let, like, I would never want to let down a planner that I'm working on a suite with. So, I'm going to work harder and make that job go well and that client be happy. Whereas if there's someone, I hate to say off the street, (laughs) because I work with a lot of planners, then, you know, it's just different.
0: Yeah, no, we, uh, some friends of ours at a company called Veiled in Motion, uh, they're super talented wedding videographers and they were double booked because of a COVID reschedule. So they asked us if we would shoot one of the weddings for them. And then obviously just give them the footage and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Brittany was like physically sick that morning. She was so nervous because they're our friends. Like you don't want to create a shit product for your <laughs> friends, you know, like that, that had like a, a resounding effect on her. Like she was just now me, I'd, it was this year I'd shot like 26 weddings before that. So I was like, Oh <laughs> Brittany. Yeah. Like that, that really affected Brit because she didn't want to make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it, it really, it really does have an effect on you.
1: I mean, things go wrong. Like COVID you'll have people to back you up, a phone database to call because you know, all these people from the association you belong to.
0: And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training, good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college, talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Walbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it. And it propelled our business. Uh, Have you noticed uh, an increase or a decrease in membership during COVID?
1: So there was a decrease. We probably went from 190 to maybe 160. Then now we're down to 100. But we're slowly bringing it back up. I yeah, think, that's
0: probably it's probably just the in person piece.
1: Yeah, and I think we had a lot. We have a big student chapter too because we have Boston University and LaSalle University, so that affected us a little bit too. Every time the seniors graduate, we lose a little bit, but we'll bring it back up. Yeah, it's still
0: hundred people. That's yeah, that's not grand, especially just for the city of Boston. Mm-hmm. What uh, What do you think would be some red flags for people to look out for uh, when they're trying to choose a group? Like, what's your stranger danger? Oh, please tell me you have a story. Just the look on your face. I, mean, please tell I don't. Me. I don't have a please story. Please say it was an mean.
1: <laughs> I don't have a story, but I think nowadays, if you feel like your group isn't promoting diversity or equality, that's a big red flag. Yeah. I mean, we... I can get there. We... I tried always to, but if you're not trying now especially, are making it known to everyone that you're a group that they can feel safe and comfortable within, then I would, if I were a person of color, I would or, I would probably maybe not join that group. <laughs> but that's just, I mean, that's how I feel. I, nobody can see me, but I'm Asian. <laughs> 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 that's just how I feel because I want to feel like I'm not the only person of color in the room. So not that the other groups aren't diverse, but some of them aren't Promoting it as much. That makes um, sense. What's another red flag? I mean, some of the more exclusive groups can be a red flag for people. But I think everybody just ha- it's like, like what you said before, how Boston Wedding Group only accepted a couple per category. But try it out. They have a reason for that. You know, they've been there for a really long time. They have a solid... Family, that's a group. I think they're 40 or 60 strong. And I was really hesitant to join at first, but then I went through the application process and it's lovely. Just because they say they're exclusive doesn't mean that they act that way. They're actually very inclusive once you get in there. They're just trying to make it a little bit harder to get in. But if that's their reasoning, then that's fine. I think whoever wants to join that has to be 100% ready to go through that process.
0: Now you piqued my interest. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, what's the like you you guys meet like late at night and you get like hazed? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean you just, have
1: like, just
0: And so I'm I'm just being a complete smartass right now. <laughs> like I I know all three videographers in Boston right. group, and I give them a hard time just because it is it is a very and it's a good thing. It to me mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Like it's a very exclusive club that people are referring business back and forth to like, it's a good club to be in. It's mm-hmm. there's not absolutely nothing wrong with Boston wedding group. I just like screwing with them because it makes it, they make it sound like it's their members of the skulls.
1: I know. And- <laughs> I think they just want to do their own thing. I mean, a while ago, there was a club called the renegades. Oh, you would like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. And they were just a club that kind of didn't want to be part of the other clubs. And you know, they were what? the
0: anti club club,
1: right? And I used to go to that too. <laughs> because I like to insert myself into everything. So I was like, hey, and they were wonderful. They just kind of felt like they didn't want to pay for a group. So they would just meet up monthly, and someone would just be in charge of that. But, you know, I guess I think what they found is it's really hard to get people together, like large groups together in a setting when you don't have like a board or a team building those events for you monthly. So that's kind of how that crumbled. And that's another thing. That's why you want to be part of a national association too because Ailea and Nace are national, so if you've ever moved to another state, you can just belong to their chapter and they will hook you up. Like we have stolen so many people from different states. <laughs> We've stolen people from Maine. I think people from Arizona. Jessica Berry is from Arizona. We stole her. So I oh. mean all she did was she she was on the board of Nace in Arizona and she said, Hey, I'm moving to Boston. We said, hop on in. Like you're a member now here. Come on down. <laughs> and it's like you have immediate friends once you've moved.
0: Yeah, no, that's um, it's also good to have that network as soon as you relocate.
1: Right, because you're if you, not
0: you're not reaching out to like random Facebook groups, and you're like, hey guys, I'm moving in six weeks. What can you yeah. do to help me? And people are like, oh, stranger danger.
1: And so. a lot of chapters are, and I. Are in communications with each other, so if someone's having a wedding in a different state and they need referrals, we'll always give them too and if you're no, ever cool. if you're ever just visiting, you can hit up you know the New Orleans chapter see if there's a good hotel deal somewhere <laughs> you know yeah that's lots a good of idea. benefits
0: what um uh, so if i'm trying to find a group to join and i'm and i'm shopping around I know that you you talked about diversity and inclusion being a red flag. So obviously people should be looking for diversity and inclusion, but what, what other things do you think I should be kind of looking out for? Good or bad? Meaning like, like good, bad, like good. I just said good, good. bad. Cause that made sense. So like good <laughs> things. Like if I, if I go to a meeting and like what I guess oh, like, okay,
1: I know the answer. Okay, go ahead. All right, good. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you need to look out if they're too clicky. You don't want everyone to, if you don't want to walk into the room and everyone's just huddled in a circle, And if you walk towards that circle, nobody opens it up for you. And I mean, sometimes it's a little bit harder to make your way into the circle and you have to be pushy. But if you find that the group that you've approached or belong to isn't embracing you and wanting to hear you and wanting to talk to you, then you're not in an inclusive loop you're in a group that just wants to talk to each other and they might as well just not accept new members then.
0: <laughs> they might as well just get on zoom calls.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now that makes, that actually makes perfect sense.
1: And I think that's one, a big complaint for some people who come in and they don't really find much value in it. They've been quiet or, you know, they've walked in and they've seen the groups huddle and they're like, Oh, I didn't want to get out of here. If that's the case, then bring a friend. Like that's not a problem. Like I always recommend bringing your friend because I remember how scared I was when I first met.
0: So yeah. Yeah. I, my first, my first meeting I was by myself. I think every meeting I've been by myself, except for one. Yes. Now I think about it, but, uh, but that's just cause we have kids and like Brittany was going to go to the October meeting, but we can't find a babysitter. Oh, no. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's been this like soup sandwich of just trying to find <laughs> childcare. Like it has just been, it's been a shit show. It's, it's awful to be honest with you. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? How, like, why don't, why don't you talk to the listeners about some of the relationships that you've made being part of NACE? I've
1: made- So s- you've
0: broken, yeah, you've broken that barrier yes. of inclusivity. You've thrown your elbows. You've pushed <laughs> your way into that circle. I did. <laughs> so <what>? I did. am
1: <laughs> still doing it. <laughs> um, wait. Relationships, my relationships, like all of them. It's so funny, but I aren't sad. Most of my friends are all from the groups now just because I work for myself and I work on yeah. weddings and a lot of my friends.
0: You're single serving.
1: They don't know anything about that. Some of my friends still ask me why I'm stressed now. <laughs> And I'm oh. like, because they don't know about the big wedding boom that happened because of COVID, or a lot of my friends think I don't do anything and I just sit at home and watch TV because I work for myself. So you just
0: write calligraphy all day, exactly. I'm like, I, I just sit here and stencil.
1: I think everyone <laughs> has just become such an important relationship to me because I can vent to them and they understand exactly what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. Most and, of my friends, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. They don't, they don't. Why are you complaining about a vendor meal?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> we're creative. So automatically we have a different mindset. Like I need to rest before I design or smoke before I design, you know? My husband can just get up and work nine to, well, now he works like nine to nine, but he sits at a desk all day. I Sometimes I have to draw, sometimes, you know? So the different hats you wear as a small business owner and a creative one, I feel like you need friends that have the same mindset mindset. so so you can commiserate with them and you can talk about ways to make your workflow better because your workflow is so unique, (laughs) especially with kids. Like, I don't know how you guys do it.
0: Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm really shocked right now. I can't wait to go back and listen to this because my kids just got home from school (laughs) and it sounds like they're just smashing cabinets upstairs (laughs) right now. Like I can't figure (laughs) out what they're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's another thing. Like a lot, a lot of us have kids too, so that's a great way to make friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I would have to say anyone on the board is just so such family to me. I can't imagine, especially now during this, my life without them. I, that's very sweet. And you really get to know them. I mean, I'm encouraging everyone not only to join an association, but to join a board. It's just, well, I encourage everyone to have a hobby outside of work. I think that's what it is too. And This is its kind of my work hobby. So sometimes people don't think it counts, but to me, it's a hobby. I definitely
0: would not count being on the, <laughs> being the nays <laughs> is a hobby. I find it that's, a hobby. That's not a hobby. That's not knitting. <laughs> <laughs> like I go do jujitsu. That's a hobby.
1: I know. I've been told I need to find a better hobby.
0: <laughs> you should go train jujitsu. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? So, what what do you think being part of Nace? Then, on top of the relationships, what do you think Nace has done for your business?
1: Nace has done everything for my business. I actually started out with Nace. I all my referrals came from Nace when I joined. Like I didn't. I might have had a ad on Wedding Wire like once, but we all know that that doesn't really bring you a lot. I hate to say it to everyone, but. I think half the time, a lot of those not in wedding wire ads, you know, sometimes they'll get a good lead here or there, but a lot of the times they're looking for a discount or something. And it's the, the sites that aggregate all the vendors are so inundated that they're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's just too much. I say the same thing about invitations when people are picking invitations. Like you're, you're looking through albums, albums. Sometimes there's just too much material, you know. Sorry, I lost my train of thought, up.
0: No, it's okay. No, it's fine. Cause I, um, we used to, when we first started, we paid to be featured on the knot. Okay. And yeah. I remember when that went into effect, we signed our year long contract and it was like 500 bucks a month. Um, and I noticed that we were on page two because there were so many people that were featured that we were actually on page two. I was like, what right. the shit is this? Like, yeah. even, but, um, for people though this is just my opinion for people that are using the knot or wedding wire when people are just starting out it's not at least i found that it wasn't horrible but you price out a the knot and wedding wire pretty quick like if you're if you're charging over like 2 to 3 grand for a wedding video like you your leads from them will dry up quick quick uh because it it is um and it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong it's just a it's a lower end market Right. And people, everybody starts somewhere like we we started in that market, like that's just how life goes uh but we didn't have the majority of our leads came from the knot mm-hmm. when we first started, and then we started meeting people, networking, building relationships, and I mean we haven't advertised them now in years, but the um we'll still get uh an email saying you know so and so is interested in your services off the knot. Yeah. And then I'll just tell them what our prices start at. And then you never hear anything back from them at that point.
1: Yeah. So some people work really hard on their like wedding wire, not listings. And I think they have success with that. I've never been a big social media person <laughs> or I don't know. I, I think it's probably because I design all day invitations. So I really don't have the bandwidth to design social media ads for myself, but I never really had time and had the desire to work on my wedding wire profile. Like, you can put videos in, you can, Mm -hmm. like, you can list tons of reviews. I'm more of like a in person, face to face thing. So I think maybe like halfway or maybe early on in my business, I thought to myself, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Everyone's making stationary a lot of there are a lot of graph designers out there a lot of people do what I do but I think what really makes me stand out is my customer service and I'm really easy to work with I'm a I'm a good time I like to laugh my emails are lighthearted. they're not going to stress you out sometimes but I found that sometimes sometimes (laughs) I found that that was my forte so I was like I'm just gonna work nace like a speed bag and let my personality shine and get business that way
0: yeah, because and I mean, if you—I was just going to say—if you want to get into a higher market,
1: mm-hmm. you will
0: have to know someone in that market.
1: Exactly. You're
0: you're not going to get, um, uh, you're not going to get a fifteen thousand dollar client from Instagram. You yes. know what I mean? Like that's just not. You're just it's not going to happen. You're going to get that from a planner. Exactly. And that planner is going to need to know you. They're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to be comfortable with you. And the best way to do that is if you've had a. Face to face conversation with them. You've had right. a beer with them. Like exactly, it's just how that works. Um,
1: you have a beer yeah, with no. them at NACE. You invite them to drinks after. Like you also will start to know who you want to kind of work with more, because NACE is quick too. You know, you're there for three hours. An hour of it is education. So you have two hours networking, but you're also stuffing your face and drinking. <laughs> So story. there's a lot of people you're meeting <laughs> at one time. So like always follow mm-hmm. up once you meet them too. Like don't, I think a lot of people go and they think that like at their first meets meeting, I'm going to book three jobs. Like that's not going to happen. Like you're going to have fun and you're going to let your personality shine. And then you're going to follow up with them afterwards and be like, hey, it was so great to meet you. Let's have coffee. I want to see your studio. Do you want to hear more about my process? So you really have to work on it a lot in the beginning and then always work on it continuously through
0: yeah, I mean, I I would even argue that that might be a little too quick.
1: Like, you know what I mean?
0: Like, it's like, it's like, here, just skip the first date. Why don't you just come to the house? So
1: <laughs> maybe I'm too quick. I'm too quick.
0: Yeah, no, I I would say that, like, you should probably go to a couple of meetings, curate an in person relationship with them, and then start to there know, solicit my- services and that goes. So.
1: That's Lynn, Lynn inserting herself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> She was like, "Hey, you remember last night when we met? You're, you're texting them the next day. You're like, hey. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, so we, I went to that first NACE meeting. I met George. I went to a couple of more meetings and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And during that time, because I had spoke to George a few times, Right. And I, I never asked George for, you know, work or anything like that. I, I would highly encourage people not to do that. Just build a genuine relationship with someone and then just let the work just kind of naturally happen. Um, but the George could not shoot an event. So he got a, a planner in touch with me and it was David Dechico. And David was like, oh, I'm doing this thing in P-Town, blah, blah, blah. So I went and did the event. And at that event, I met a photographer named Philip Van Nostrand. And me and Phil became friends. And just that one connection with George has got me tens of thousands of dollars worth of work. Mm -hmm. Like just that one, you know, just like making that one relationship from going to NACE has just spider webbed into all of these other different things like that's like, it's, I mean, you know, I'm friends with David. Now I'm obviously friends with Phil. Both of them have been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil is actually the one that got in touch with uh Lindsay Conklin from Lorev films. Like that's See? why I've been shooting all these events with Lorev is because that introduction happened between Phil. Like it was a friend of theirs who introduced me you know, just like the mob. Right. This is a friend of ours. It's not a friend of mine, it's a friend of ours.
1: Yeah. And so that's all you a, that's
0: did a was a reference in case anybody doesn't know uh, that.
1: <laughs> and all you did was show up and be yourself. That's yeah. A hundred percent what you did. That warms yeah. my heart, Philip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a douche. <laughs> like that's so that's the best way to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's all that should be in that book. Uh I was gonna say, Yeah. I mean, I can't stress just how beneficial being part of NACE has been to our company. And it's just me and Brittany. When I say company, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I think I got like a thousand employees. Like it's just me and Britt. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, you're right. You're a hundred percent right when you're talking about like talking to other people. Cause I am, I'm stuck down here in the basement. Yeah. Like it's, you know, just in this, it's not even like a man cave. It's just a work cave.
1: I mean, there's definitely some people that I've brought that maybe it hasn't worked out for, but I, I never think... I'm like, you know what? That's just not for you then. So yeah. it's I mean, completely okay. fine. Yeah. Huh. But I think everyone should try it out and <clears throat> it really gets you out of your comfort zone. I can 100% attest to that. And I think if you ask anyone, how do you know Lynn? They would say nice because I'm a secret introvert, like I said before, and I really don't leave the house <laughs> unless... I have to go to NACE or BWG. I mean, I'll obviously go out of the house for other reasons, but that's just like my outing, my monthly outing that I make sure I'm at.
0: That's yeah, I mean, the that's, way I that's, frame
1: that's, it. Like my husband and I are currently trying to do a date night every month. So now it's date night every month and NACE night every month.
0: We, Brittany and I, we tried to do a date night every week and that just failed miserably. <laughs> like that just came crashing down. Week like that's, it,
1: every week is hard. Yeah, I mean
0: just I mean just dinner. And uh not that anybody cares about my personal life, <laughs> but we've we've been looking at uh getting an au pair mm-hmm. because we like this childcare thing is a significant problem. Like we've had people back out uh like a day or two prior oh, to a wedding no. and we're like, dude, you can't do that shit. No. Like I can't cancel this person's wedding. Like I can't call in sick. Like that's not how this works. So we're we're probably, and it was actually Phil that was talking to me about getting an au pair. So we're, we're hoping that by a uh, December timeframe, we have that it's, she's here, you know what I mean? Doing, doing her thing and that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's just going to make, it's going to make our quality of life significantly easier. And it's just, we don't want to get to a point to where we resent our kids. Right. If that makes sense. Like we yeah. don't want to, Cause you know, like I I try to you know, we, we take them places and that kind of stuff, but they're three and Logan will be five in December. And uh they're just little terrorists.
1: Like, I got a house to put that there's
0: little terrorists. So we you know, that just doesn't like just having like a normal dinner is just not like my kids like throwing macaroni. Like it's just <laughs> so it's, oh. but yeah, no, I mean we we just we're the I think And this also kind of goes along with people's businesses too. You have an issue, you need to identify the issue and then find a correction for that issue. And for us with the childcare, it looks like the au pair is the best thing for us. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Someone else just told me that. So weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's expensive in the sense that there's a lot of like upfront costs with getting, getting them into the country, sponsoring their visa and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You're looking at like, Thirty grand a year give or take uh however, for us personally to have that peace of mind that you know the kids are taken care of in the afternoon, Brittany's doing more you mm-hmm. know work with the like this, like Brittany would be here talking to you while I am it's like stuff like that, right. you know the reason why we can't do that right now is because she's literally upstairs with the kids and it would really open up a lot of different things for us. You know, a good example is um going to the board meeting for the October meeting. Right. And Brittany has to grab Logan from school. So she can't go to the meeting now at all. Mm-hmm. And we just had a we had a conversation 'cause she was gonna come to the to the little the little boat party. And um uh we she there's just no physical way that we could get up there in time for it. So it's just one of those things like it's, and it, and I know that that affects her because she's stuck.
1: Yeah. She probably really wants to go. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah.
0: Of course she'd like to get out of the house.
1: Someone might come pick something up between, Okay, between four and five. Just warning.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we're, we're actually, we're technically done. I okay. mean, we, I can kind of wrap it up. Oh, we okay. probably should. Cause it's a quarter after, Okay. uh, is there anything that you want to add? I'm gonna leave all that in. But know, but is there, was that good? It was good. Well, I mean I'm gonna we still have to close it out.
1: I tend to be more serious on podcasts.
0: Yeah, think. you asked it to be explicit and then I I'm know. the only one that cursed.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's I'm ridiculous. A weird, I'm a
0: weirdo. Well, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, it was so awesome speaking with you. I'm glad that you, I know, I know how busy you are. So I'm glad that you took the time to, to chat. Uh, you guys have got to check Lynn out on Instagram. She's at Lynn Graham Designs. Of course, her website is lingramdesigns.com. Check out NACE. Just go to NACE.net. You can look up your local chapter. You can see all the bennies that each one, you know, for joining. Uh, so make sure that you check it out. And then. Is there anything you want to add before I close it
1: out? out? Thank you so much for having me, fellow.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. So be sure to like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Make sure that you follow our podcast. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and we will see everyone next week. All right. Out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable.
1: That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.